Um, okay, so our next speaker uh, is Estelle Blaschke from the University of Lausanne. Um, her topic is Saving Space, Mediating Place Photography and the Reproduction of Collections and Archives. Estelle is um, currently a postdoctoral researcher at the University of Lausanne. She was the author of the book Banking on Images, the Bettman Archive and Corbus, which was awarded the 2012 Research Prize by the German Photographic Society. Funded by the Swiss National Science Foundation, her current project investigates the history of microfilm. Estelle. Thank you very much, Joan. Um, and I join, join my fellow speakers um, in thanking the organizers for um, this wonderful conference. So, in 1927, um, the Library of Congress embarked on the systematic reproduction of manuscripts and books related to the history of the United States and the Americas stored in the libraries archives and museums of several European countries. Internally referred to as Project A, research assistants crossed the Atlantic to identify, select and photograph masses of documents, resulting in over three million still images. Funded by the Rockefeller Foundation, the Library of Congress made ample use of a photographic technique that was not new, but subject to major improvements during, uh, starting in the 1920s that of microphotography. In this paper, I will concentrate on and somehow really push the purely reproductive quality of photography and its capacity of mobilizing the objects that make collections and archives. The area in which this um, came maybe most plainly to work before the digital uh, was microphotography. What happens when the machine invades the space of collections? What when not collections, but their skin or form, as Oliver Wendell Holmes suggested, become available in different places? What I will try to show along this paper, and in this very short time, is that neither does photography produce a replica, nor is the skin or form immaterial. The term microphotography um, is used here as an umbrella term for all kinds of micro-reproductions on transparent film. This includes the film reel, that is microfilm, which I will focus on, the microfiche, and the aperture card, a combination of a punch card and a film negative. There existed further formats, um, which all differed in their applications and the way of reading the content. Project A, which tested microfilm, was only a small part of the Library of Congress's more general plan, amply funded by the Rockefeller and Carnegie Foundations, of building a, national uh, um, a research collection of national status, and one that would equal those of its European counterparts. Also, it was not the first time that photography was embraced as a library or archival technique. When the impulse of documenting the world, as Kelly Wilder and Greg Mitman termed it, resulted in the creation of various types of photographic collections and archives, photography also entered these institutions through the back door, one may say. Starting around 1870, 
national libraries as well as some local study libraries installed dark rooms, hired professional photographers, or even allowed their readers to make their own photographs of the library and archival holdings. The very idea of using visual recording as a copying technique and of reducing large collections as, for example, I quote, an entire library or, I quote, even the whole archive of a nation to a miniature format reaches back um, to the early days of photography. On the occasion of the 8051 Great Exhibition in London, John Herschel noted the potential of the medium as, I quote, the most remarkable discovery of modern times for preserving public records in a concentrated form. Unquote. In The Pencil of Nature, William Henry Fox Talbot explicitly emphasized the reproductive qualities of, um, on the example of three out of the 24 photographic, uh, photogenic drawings inserted in the publication. The future of copying originals, such as engravings or prints, was an inherent part of the art of photography, as Talbot suggested. With regard to plate um, 11, he commented, I quote, it enables us at pleasure to alter the scale and to make the copies as much larger or smaller than the originals <coughs> as we may desire. As recent scholarship has shown, Talbot's interest for the photographic art was nurtured by his various other scientific interests, such as the decoding and translation of ancient texts. The possibility of making copies of rare or fragile material was something that Talbot or anyone with an interest in the past were clearly excited about. With the help of the apparatus, one could not only produce and store copies in a latent form, but also reduce or increase the scale of these originals at pleasure and as one desired. A distinctive a distinctive feature of photography and then one that distinguishes it from other forms or most other forms of reproduction. Some two decades later, the possibility of containing information in a microformat as a means of wartime communication was demonstrated through the pigeon post during the Franco-Prussian War of 1870-71. Marking the cultural claim of this endeavor, the two hot air balloons used for navigating beyond the front line were named the Nieps and the Daguerre, as described in the commemorative publication by René Dragon. You see here Dragon's publication on the left-hand side and two illustrations from Gaston Tissandier's chapter on microscopic dispatches um, on the right-hand side. <coughs> It was, however, only during the 1920s that microphotography was subject to a new dynamic caused by a concatenation of technical logical advances and by its successful application in trade and industry. Besides the diversification of cameras, progress was made on the quality of the film material and the refinement of the chemical emulsions in combination with a film roll. In 1925, the fire-resistant celluloid acetate film, the so-called safety film, was put on the market, replacing nitrate and facilitating the use of photography as an archival medium. And as you may know, celluloid acetate is also the component for all sorts of plastics and synthetic fibers, and thus the basis of a huge global industry. 
As part of a, um, of a thriving market, Eastman Kodak, the inventor of the film role and one of the major investors in microphotography, also founded the Eastman Chemical Corporation in 1928. By this, it secured um, the marketing of the raw material as well as the hardware. And while Eastman Kodak filed for bankruptcy um, in 2012 as one of the major companies of the 20th century, the Eastman Chemical Corporation remains in the top 500 US firms. In 1928, Eastman Kodak introduced the Rekodak reproduction system for its use in US banks under the slogan Accounting by Photography, a system which was later adapted to library services. The Rekodak um, was designed to produce fa a fast and, and cheap backup of checks and statements, and later also to provide copies of the same set of documents to the various branches of expanding businesses. Similar to the adding machine, the use of the latest photographic technology was meant to accelerate administrat administrative procedures, but also to create customer confidence, especially after the 1929 World Economic Crisis. What proved useful in banks was equally appealing to other industries, oil companies and car manufacturers, as well as retail companies, insurances and governmental institutions throughout the 1930s and 1940s and throughout um, the 20th century. Compared to manual um, or other mechanical copying techniques, the storage of business data or technical drawings um, on lightweight and flexible 16mm or 35mm film rolls was an inspiring, aspiring market as it enabled the reproduction of masses of documents. In 1950, Kodak promoted semi-automatic microfilm devices that were capable of taking 50 copies per minute and as stated in an advertisement, I quote, 8,000 checks can be photographed on 100-foot roll of Rekodak safety film. That's economy. <laughs> Another rhetoric which is uh, very strong here um, is the analogy of photography and the virtual form of money, which I won't um, be able to explore here. The um, push for microfilm as an information technology occurred at a time of increased rationalization and of the professionalization of office management as well as the development of large governmental apparatuses. As Alistair Black and others have noted, long before today's information society, capitalist formations were anchored in the need for and dependent on the systems uh, designed to facilitate communication and access to information resources. And that also applied to the scientific context. For libraries and archives, economy was an important rationale, but far greater was the idea of a better circulation and dissemination of knowledge. The ideological foundation was solidified uh, through a short but widely circulating essay co-authored 